This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This week's episode of Game Dev Unchained is sponsored by us. <laughs> That's right. This one is for all the students and new hires in the game development industry. We've compiled all of our career tips and secrets into a must-have guide called Game Dev Unchained Game Industry Survival Guide. This 10-chapter book breaks down the most important steps that you need to really get your career going. So if you love our podcast, you definitely want to check out our book. It's available today on Amazon. All right. Thanks, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all around the world, car from your iPhone or however you are listening to this wonderful golden voice. This is Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast. And I want to thank you for coming back and giving us a listen, but I couldn't do it alone. You know, there's wind beneath my wings. Best friend, co-host, Mr. Gray Fam. Hey, I am your Leo to that rose. And here I am, Brand <laughs> Fam, helping you out. Welcome to another week of Game Dev Unchained, and with me, our special guest this week, Lindo Kempis. Hey. Hey, what's up, Lindo? Hello. How you doing? Uh, Thank you for having me. Of course. Yes, Uh, of course. So we have quite a history of Lindo. Lindo actually uh, went to the Art Institute, which both Larry and I have taught at. And uh, this episode, if you haven't read the title, it's... uh, Pretty much from student to professional, first year. Uh, and so we'll go straight into it. So, Lindell. Yeah. <laughs> Usually this is the part we talk about uh, your resume. <laughs> <The> resume. <laughs> but, you know, uh, just kind of just go over, you know, when you uh, did you grow up in a certain area? Why did you decide to go to, to the art school? Like a little more background of, you know, why did you decide to go in games? All right. Oh, okay. Well, actually, I was in, I didn't grow up in this area. I was actually in the Philippines for a while. I got here in 99. I like video games. You know, I actually loved them nice. for a while. My brothers played a lot of Diablo, StarCraft, whatnot. I did not decide to go to video games until um, I was in the assembly, uh, assembly line, you know, in the in the industry, assembly industry, and doing uh, medical parts. Uh, I realized it was boring. I hated it. Every day was the same. I drank like every Friday, which doesn't sound too bad, but like after a while, you just, you know, just repeated motions. And I decided to go for a art institute education. Yeah. You know, I hit up AI at Sunnyvale at that moment. It was like 72 kids going to school. That was, uh, they only offered graphic design, actually. And at that time, that was the only thing uh, that was available to me. There was graphic design. There was, uh, I think, culinary. And I think there was also uh, animation, mm-hmm. some type of animation, web animation or something. So um, I asked them how much the you know tuition was. And <laughs> it was way too much. You know, it was like, what was it, 100, 100K? It was pretty, it's pretty high even Six back figures, then. Six figures, yeah, something up there. So uh, 
that's why uh, I decided I wanted to pay for it myself. I didn't want my parents to do it for me. So I decided to join the army, mm-hmm. you know, uh, pay for it. Came back and I signed up for school or Art Institute, Sunnyvale. And uh, decided I wanted to do games. That's when they had the program, <laughs> right? Yeah, this is great. You know, they um, they guaranteed me a job in the industry at that really? time. Whoa. <laughs> you remember that? That's I you amazing. That. I don't, I don't yeah, even they, think I got that offer. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the commercials, man. Uh, they uh, guaranteed me a job after graduation. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, how I got about it. Um, you know, went to Art Institute. I met Brandon and uh, Larry. I think I met Larry first in a uh, environment class. Uh, what was it? A uh, level designs class. Yeah. And Brandon a little bit later on. It was uh, what's the other class? What was the class you we were you were teaching us? Uh, it's probably just a lunch break. I don't even remember. It's probably one of the three D modeling. Classes. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of out there, but um, so. My first question to you, Lindell, is now that you, uh, to kind of get us towards the topic of the episode this week, being on the other side, because you graduated, you are a successful Art Institute student, and you're now in the world earning money for your skills. Uh-huh. How do you feel about your experience in college as an art student? Uh, you know what? I feel pretty good about it. I came in wanting to learn 3D modeling. I think it might be a little bit of luck. You know, I was uh, into 3D modeling. I wanted to do something in 3D. Mm. And uh, maybe I was going to get into games. I feel pretty good. I don't feel, I feel like I went to school and did exactly what I wanted to do. I came out. um, Yeah, I don't feel like I wasted my time. Maybe I could have learned it at, uh, you know, San Jose State or something. Mm -hmm. 3D modeling, but... uh, I feel I feel like it was worth it for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the, one of the things I, you know, Larry has a different type of experience, but one of the things I had was going to an art institute. An art institute is not really a traditional college, right? You don't really have that college life. <laughs> it's kind of like two rooms, and then you go home. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so part of me would like if I felt like I missed out a bit on the college experience and Larry kind of had like both, you went to like a university for the arts. Yeah, I went to Penn State before I was in <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, I can, I, I get that for sure, but I don't regret it. I mean, obviously I wouldn't change a thing in, uh, you know, to, to risk any changes, but like you said, man, what I'm curious about during your college experience, let's say, are you one of the, is this a norm that you think uh, maybe from that campus alone that you jumped into the work field and was able to find a job after graduation or just at least comparing to your class? Uh, how was it? Oh man, it isn't. I don't, I don't think it's a norm at all. I think, uh, I think I got, I got, like I said, I got a little bit lucky, you know, a lot of people that went to school with me right now, at least more than half, 75% of them maybe not have a job in the industry doing what they learned at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Compared to class, you know, uh, Ricardo, uh, Kaylin, everybody kept, you know, warning us. It's like, hey, you guys got to be on your shit. You know, you got to get really good. Don't suck. You won't get a job, if you, you know, if you do. 
And I think that's, that's, you know, that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. I have to say that's true because uh, classes, they're very lenient. I, I remember skipping a few, you know, classes and maybe missing a few homeworks and I still pass a class mm-hmm. with straight A's, you know, um, art school, it, it, it makes you, well, art institute in spe- specifically just made you kind of too comfortable, might've made mm-hmm. you lose your focus. Yes, everybody's having fun. You know, you're around everybody who's like-minded, who likes video games. And it's easy to get, um, yeah, you get kind of blindsided because everybody keeps telling you, it's like, oh, your work is good. Uh, it's great. Until you get to Kalen's class where he takes your work and puts it right next to a professional concept artist and asks you, hey, do you think, you know, your work is good enough in the industry compared to this guy who's been in for five years to six years? Uh, you know, it kind of gives you uh, a shock. So everybody, you know, but now that I'm out of school and I'm working, you know, your your skills has to speak for itself, mm-hmm. definitely. Your knowledge, you know, it's a lot different from, from class. It's a lot more difficult. They, they demand a lot more from you, definitely, than just homework and showing up on time. I think that should be a norm already. Mm-hmm. So what was that transition like? You, you you finally graduated. You put in a lot of good work, uh, obviously. And um, what was that like? You, you had your graduation show. Uh, if people out there have been to a graduation show, especially at <laughs> AI, uh, can you paint a picture? The graduation show? You mean the uh, portfolio show? Portfolio, uh, portfolio yeah. show. Yeah. Um, I think everybody was uh, really doing their best to present the best work at that day because everyone was, uh, <clears throat> all the teachers were telling you, you know, all professionals, all from the field, they're going to come by and look at your work. And, you know, you, like I said, you lose, you lose focus on what's important. You spend too much time doing your, your, your business card, which you will be replacing two months after you graduate. Promise you that. Your portfolio, which you'll probably be re renewing, replacing all your work within the next three months after that. Uh, you spend so much time on that, <clears throat> and um, nobody really came. You know, it was just everybody's family mm-hmm. and friends. It was just like friends of friends. It wasn't really just people who maybe are on their break, mm-hmm. had some time to come by, grab a free snack from our little venue. But that's uh, that. That was it. I mean, a lot of people spend a lot of time on that. But I, you know, I find myself changing a lot of my work on my portfolio ever since. You know, just looking back, and it wasn't even that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm assuming after you graduated, you started applying everywhere, right? What would you say your percentage hit as uh, in terms of just how many people responded? Okay, let me see. Um, I applied probably a good two times a week, and it kind of amped up as I got a little bit more uh, worried, you know, not have not finding a job and stuff. But uh, I'm I'm actually surprised. I got a few uh, email back, you know, saying, "Hey, we want to see you." Uh, namely, it was um, one of uh, 
one of um Larry's acquaintance actually it was a girl named uh, Jacqueline. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she gave me an art test. Jacqueline Doxon. Yeah, that, this was the very first one. So she gave me an art test for uh, a studio down in SoCal. And, uh, you know, I passed it. it. It was great. She had me rig, uh, Raptor, animated, uh, textured a little bit, and presented to her. Uh, she gave me the address. She said I was good to go. Come meet the team next week. And, um, you know, I was excited. Started packing my things, started looking for a, a place to stay. Even asked Larry, he's like, hey, Larry, can I sleep in your couch? You know, he offered me that, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah. 30 minutes later, uh, she emails me back and she was like, okay, I'm sorry. Something came up and, uh, you know, we can't offer you that job. Damn. <laughs> How you feel? Yeah. yeah. So that, that was, was like, oh man, that, that was it. That was Larry's that- friend, by the way, Larry's friend. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody's friend. Yeah. What are you guys? <laughs> but, um, these are the people you go was- with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she was working on behalf of the company, so yeah. the company must have pulled some bullshit, not so much her. Well, that's the crazy thing about job allocation. Like, things can get to 99%, but, like, last minute they can pull the plug, and which sucks. The worst-case scenario is that you say no to other places. Yeah. And I've had friends that were stuck in that spot where they would have three jobs in the running, and that job that they finally accept last minute would say, no, we, you know, something didn't fall through. And what can you do at that point? You can't call back up. Like, hey, remember how I rejected you last week? Yeah. Let's talk about salary. Eh? <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> even if they want to talk to you again, it's like you completely lost power as uh, in terms of any ne- negotiation. So, yeah, that sucks. That really sucks. But obviously you landed on your feet. So good work. Yeah. For itself. Yeah, at that time, um, uh, speaking of which, actually, that was, that was maybe two weeks after I graduated, or right before I graduated, I mean, and I was supposed to start a week after. Mm-hmm. Before that, I had an email, uh, you know, from a sketchy Korean, like, game company. <laughs> yeah. She had, like, a translator, or they had a translator, and they were talking about how much I would get paid. They were trying to get me to to model, like, a uh, a bunch of units, you know, like a team of little robots. It looked like a mobile game or not a mobile game or like those little clash of clans game for your phone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said, getting higher. Like it was a test. That, no, they were, uh, they looked, they, they looked through my uh, portfolio and mm-hmm. saw what I could do. I, you know, they, they checked me out and they, they already had all the, all the things ready. You know, my, my background where I worked and everything, they, they just attached that to the email Damn. and asked if I wanted to work. Yeah, yeah, it was super sketchy. Facebook and, pictures. <laughs> everything, is, is this you? <laughs> but yeah, they told me, you know, I would I'd be making so many units and stuff. And that's when uh, Jacqueline contacted me and I, you know, that Korea versus SoCal, I could do SoCal. So I yeah. kind of just, look, I, I think I got something going already because, you know, she told me I could come into the office and stuff. So kind of rejected that. So <laughs> kind of just confirms your story there. Yeah. And, uh, and after that, I, I emailed a few places. I applied to Sony. I applied to Square Enix, uh, a place called uh, Super Mega Evil Corps down here in Redwood City. Yeah. 
something like that. Uh, the one that, that wrote me back was Tryon Worlds, and I actually got an interview with them, too, for a character design or a character artist position. I'd be doing rigging. I do uh, material and all that. And, uh, well, they, they chose somebody with, like, a lot more experience, but, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's, and, it's a compliment to be in the running. Yeah, yeah. so I, I actually felt pretty good, you know, and um, I found an opportunity at Outward. You know, somebody said, hey, you want to be a 3 modeler? And I thought maybe I said that time, it's like, maybe I could do this, this job right here before I can find a, a game a game dev job. Once Outward... And I walked into the office, you know, and yeah, I like the place, but I just decided to stay. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> there since, yeah, it's great. It's a great place to work. So let me ask you this: before you graduated, yep. when you had your portfolio, your demo reel, how long did you think it was going to take you to get a job? How long did I think? Oh man! According to AI, it would be instantly. <laughs> no, no as the as the years pass you kind of just realize how how, how shady deep, things are yeah yeah how how dark the world of uh, game development actually is you know to start up <laughs> um I, I in the beginning i thought maybe i'd get a job right away you know because you know you're young and uh towards the end I thought for a long time that I would need a lot of work on my portfolio that I would need to have done a lot of internships, which I I actually didn't, I didn't get to do any internships because I was, uh, I was working uh, part-time at UPS at the time. So it was that, you know, paying my rent because I've been out of my house, my parents' house since I was 18. So just kind of doing that, you know, juggling life and yeah. Definitely looks like a long time from graduation because even after now, I, I stopped applying places in November and I've only gotten maybe one or two emails since then for a job offer. One of them is from Amazon or package handling. I don't want to package handle anymore. That's what I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you this next question. So when you're around graduation time, did you have this surreal moment that I had? Uh, I'm sure Brandon had this as you're, you're looking around and you're like, wow, there's two other people in my class that are graduating with me. But I started on the same day in orientation with like 40 people who all wanted to be environment artists or who all wanted to be designers, right? In that, that one quarter. And then to see that it dwindled down to so few, you know, like, how does that feel as far as people who have grandeur that on day one, they're just going to own shit. And then like 99% of them drop out. Oh man. It, you know, being in the art field, you really got to have thick skin. You know, I feel that a lot of people get discouraged, especially when they compare themselves to other people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw from art school. You know, I think, I think out of obligation, some of the kids actually just stayed to graduate, you know, cause they started something. Mm-hmm. And so people just kind of, <laughs> they kind of just gave up halfway. It's like, Oh man, can draw so damn well. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good jar. I don't think I could be a concept artist anymore. Cause that guy is such a good jar. Then you find someone, you know, yeah. Yes. Kang was really good. I think, uh, 
Yeah. Shout out to Michael and Mark uh, Fernandez. They're actually really good at uh, using, you know, game engines. You know, yeah. And that kind of knocks you down a little bit, you know. You're, you're, you know. <laughs> but uh, as for me, I, I'm more about characters. And I didn't see any other person that was doing characters at that time, except maybe Matt Doomlau. He, he oh, does yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <He dropped laughs> a lot, you know, but I, I stuck to the 3D modeling bits of it and I kind of just try to own it, do my best to to own it. And um, yeah, starting from, it wasn't too too drastic for me, honestly, because when I started school, AI was 74 students. Uh, when I started again, uh, four years, uh, three, four years later, after I joined the military, uh, it went up to maybe 300 some students and then it went back down and you know there there wasn't that many people left that was you know it's a lot like i said a lot of people just kind of gave up halfway and the people who stayed you know they you just got to be really working like really hard you know what i mean but yeah you kind of mentioned this before but like uh you you came in to AI with the set of expectation what the industry is like. Yeah. I know you're still pretty early, but you, you had like a year or so right now and you know your journey as a student and being exposed to to veterans, teachers that you've had, like how how much has it changed and what what if you can illustrate some points where you felt differently after after seeing how it really is. Um just expectations of you mentioned AI oh. guaranteeing jobs, and then at the end, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you even have a job, AI? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of buttery, you know, it's a lot of buttering of everything. Just, you know, they got to make money. They got to keep the students around, you know. I don't blame them. Um, that I just got to say, you know, I, I enjoyed the environment. If I didn't go to that school, I wouldn't have met all these like-minded individuals. But uh, when it comes to expectations, like I said, uh, there was, uh, you know, people just get kind of lost in the sauce after time. And there were uh, a lot of students who kind of just played games all day. Mm. I mean, I don't blame them. <laughs> Life's stressful, I suppose, you know, and so is homework. But, man, it there's some teachers who just didn't really care. You know, that, that you came in or whatever, just kind of passed you anyways, just because. And the rare few that do care, it, it's still the same thing. It just feel, it just felt kind of, uh, I felt like everyone, since, the, since everybody in the whole Art Institute had the same mentality, everybody was just kind of put in a little bubble. And by the time we came out, you know, it's like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my degree, actually? Yeah. You know what I mean? My degree, it feels like it didn't really mean too much if in in a different perspective. But yeah, it just it just felt a little like um it was just too easy to get. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so that actually leads into the question that I'm gonna ask is do you feel like because yeah. you went to the military first, right? You had to earn the right to go to art school. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people are going to school first and then are going to pay on loans later. So do you feel like your mindset yeah. of committing to it and then actually having to go through the military time first before you even set foot on the campus, 
kind of mentally prepared you to, you know, to force yourself and to fully commit to being as great as you could possibly be at that school, right? And do you think maybe if more students had experiences like that, that more students could do better? Like, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that uh, if people had to fight for their degree, you know, they would be uh, more successful, be more uh, into it. They'd work harder. Uh, I feel like that, that definitely contributed to my focus. I felt like since I didn't want my parents to pay for it at all, you know, it, it definitely helped me out and moving out the house. And it doesn't really help that Art Institute is a, what do you, what would you say? For profit. Yeah. For profit, pay to win type of thing. Pay to win. <laughs> anybody can come in. Anybody can come in from any walks of life and pay for a degree, essentially buy a degree. Versus, say, uh, San Jose State or, you know, any other state where you have to go to, you have to prove yourself. You have to go to, uh, you know, community college and then go to a university. It's like, oh, hey, you passed this. Now you're going to be in a university. You know, when you're in there, you'll, you feel more obligated to finish. And that's kind of how I feel with the military. I put myself in that position. I kind of had to commit. I had to really commit because, man, I wasted like, five years but i didn't really waste it you know if i didn't go through with it then maybe i would have wasted my life but yeah i feel maybe that's the drive people need you know what's wild about that what you just said pay to win i remember when yeah. i was teaching at that campus i forgot the student's name but it was like one of those portfolio reviews if you guys haven't heard of it it's like every year or two years it's like a way to ch- check the students uh before they move further right just to see if they're yeah, competencies, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there with Kaylin, uh, and then this this girl walks in, and she's late, first of all, but she comes in with a laptop. She looks completely busy. Uh, yeah, she has failed f- five times, right? Mm. And during oh, the God. thing, we find out why uh, because she was like uh, going for like a like an art degree or something. Uh, she's she's from India. And so later, you know, when we got into it, she was explaining how she's here for the visa. So she was going to AI to, for a visa. And this girl is like a genius programmer or something. She's been, off, she's been offered jobs by Google, Amazon, like like huge companies, right, for her programming skill. Because she has two startups that are like, uh, has like, at that point, 10,000 concurrent users at any given time right it's like a new google for women or something i was like what the hell and so it's (laughs) like so she fails on purpose to extend her visa in the united states i guess because it's like the cheapest way to get here and it's it's genius right but then it's just (laughs) like i mean she's doing everything legally right but it's just one of those things like I don't know. I'm kind of just like <laughs> going off topic, but I'm, it, it, it is like a, as long as you pay, we don't care type of mentality. You know? So of course she, what if you she was paying cash being there. That's how, whatever I was asked for her That's job <laughs> at her portfolio review. Well, anyways, that just reminded me that that was just funny. <laughs> But but going back to your story, like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to you, you catch these 18 year olds, right? 
and you you don't really build them as they go, which is I think if they really cared, that will nip a lot of butts on students who aren't trying, and the students who are trying to remind them like this is costing money. Instead of you know billing them three years later after they've done everything half ass, um, it's it's just the way it's set up. It it isn't encouraging success in my opinion. Those type of schools, I, I'm kind of hating on colleges right now. But like in a way, it's, it's I've seen students come up to me like as recently as last week, right? They're they're yeah. learning. They're ninety thousand dollars committed. They're already in. They're on their like six month run to a portfolio show that no one shows up. But then <laughs> they they would say to me like I'm sitting there with them right. And first of all, their computer lab. It's hard to argue how the school is helping them if the computer labs, especially in the game industry, right? We're updating software all the time. Yeah. If you don't have the latest programs, you're you're already behind. Right. And I can't teach you the latest trends if you don't have the latest programs. So the thing I always suggest is get a laptop and take care of the software yourself. So don't be behind. Most of these softwares get offered to you as a student for free anyways. But I, I, a student was telling me, he's like, hey, I, they won't let me take any more loans for a laptop because I owe too much. At the same time, they're not providing them the tools they needed. You know, it's, it's a complicated issue, sure. Right? It's a school that's not individualized. You have many students at once. You have to, like, be up to date with the latest software every quarter, basically. But you're, you're, you're <clears throat> I feel a lot of students are trapped. And they're not. So even if they're trying or want to try, they're not really set up in a way that they can succeed, um, which is very unfortunate and it seems very common to me. I agree, man. I feel like the only way to teach newer game developers has to be from people who are in the industry. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it is a complicated field. Like if you try to make a, like you said, you're going to run into that problem. If you try to make a school and you hire people off the streets from Craigslist, you know, and teach him game design. I'm kind of just lucky that you and uh, Brandon, Kalen came in and taught us because uh, I actually transferred to AI San Francisco thinking maybe they have a better campus because, you know, it's San Francisco. But, you know, not going to hate on them, but they do not. They have teachers. Yeah, they they have teachers who's been uh, out of the industry since maybe the 70s. No, what? Yeah, I swear to God, dude. There was an industry in the 70s? <laughs> dude, there was a, not even game industry, just I'm talking about like animation or whatever, right? There's, uh, like, yeah, there's te- teachers. The principal animator on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> yeah, they're teaching us, man, there's this guy who's teaching us concept art with markers and stuff like that. So that was interesting. And I can't name drop, but, you know. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, okay. yeah. There's just people who are like, uh, very, I would call this kind of stuck in their time, you know what I mean? Kind of teaching us from that school versus AI in Sunnyvale. You know, people who come from after work, come down from Sledgehammer, teach us the real thing. A, a rigor teacher who, I forgot her name, but she went to a Telltale Games now. She actually yeah. just bounced like mid quarter. She's like, bye guys. <laughs> Here's a book, teach yourself. <laughs> so that was fun. But, yeah, that's that's a 
it's, it's hard to 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 really teach game design. You have to be sitting around like a bunch of geeks and stuff like that, and like learn from each other and really be passionate about this kind of stuff. Because if you're not and you get a degree in this, you're just going to be one hundred thirty thousand dollars in debt. You got to be passionate about this stuff, you know. Can you repeat that number for the audience? that's ridiculous that's way more than anywhere when i was going to school when we were going to school it was around 90 90 yeah it's 130k now and animation's a little bit lower yeah (laughs) it's just costing a lot man but yeah you gotta be passionate about this stuff you know Live it. Love it. <clears throat> you have to be disciplined in, in some capacity to make it through. Because the, every quarter, you, you you take a school, something like that, right? They're always graduating people every three months. They're not creating that many jobs every three months. So, you know, what, a great problem would be like we're graduating amazing students every quarter. Like that's an amazing mm-hmm. problem. But even then, if you don't have enough jobs, it's like, what's the point of that? The competition's higher and it's tougher. You know, people are outsourcing to China for 3D models. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I think the big problem that I would say AI is facing is they kind of had the EA strategy where they wanted to be the standard oil of the game industry, right? AI is like, we're going to be the the college for arts where we have one in every state or, or something and it's the that it requires to actually deliver the type of education in these very niche kind of fields and career paths is just not widely available you know so you're already spreading thin resources even more thin you know and so and you know who pays for that is the students because they have faith in the program the program to make ends meet will maybe they will have to work with someone who's been out of the industry for 10 plus years, right? Just to offer a class to keep their bases covered. But then these students kind of go through a program, not necessarily getting the best education they possibly could. So if I were AI and actually I don't have ill will towards AI because I I did work there for some time and I got to meet great people and I was a student there, right? So I'm, I'm kind of in the middle because I know that there was good and I know that there was bad. But what I think AI could do is like continue to close campuses and maybe go down to four regional campuses, right? Like I'm the, this is the Eastern region campus, the Midwest, the West, the central, and really pay top dollar to have top college students and top teachers there. Because I wouldn't want to have a campus that was known for just bringing people in who could pay and not getting them any jobs that does not help them. And you end up getting sued. You know what I mean? I would take it seriously, put a campus where there's talent, both with student population and there's like a thriving game industry nearby so that you can have good teachers show up and actually offer these classes. So that's, I I feel like they're spread a little too thin to be offering such niche career path educationals. So yeah, that's my two cents. (laughs) So one of the funnier things that happened Maybe you can bring some thought into this. Is that after you graduate, it's kind of like when you win the lottery on your LinkedIn. 
<laughs> get tagged up by people that you haven't seen for like months or a year. I mean, has that happened to you where yeah. just old friends that sat in the back that aren't really your friends <laughs> just asking for <laughs> things? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's that, that's happened to me quite a bit now. Uh, not too much, though. I try to be friends with everyone, you know, try to be friendly. <laughs> but, but yeah, I see that. It's like, hey, uh, I actually posted something on Facebook recently. We got some openings and... Uh, I asked everybody, it's like, hey, you guys need a, yeah, any 3D modeler friends of mine need a job? And got a bunch of messages like, hey, buddy, remember me from like, first yeah, quarter? I, <laughs> I, dropped, I dropped out, but I'm still here. I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a like good opening like, line. Remember how I didn't finish like, school with you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just exaggerating, but that's what I remember about it. I was like, wait a minute, you didn't graduate. Well, but uh <laughs> yeah asking if you know it's like if there's any chance do anything at all it's like as if i'm holding the position you know i'm just yeah. advertising mm-hmm. that's what we have uh, i guess that's what happens so like when you when you get in you just become kind of visible to everybody who's <laughs> you know a little bit needy yeah uh, it, it's it's one of those things that i always teach or at least you know, tell people to be uh, aware of it. Yeah, it's like you don't start your contacts uh, when you start your first job. You start your contacts as soon as you start school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before. And I'm sure, Lindell, you can relate to this. You remember that that lazy ass... <laughs> in the back and what sucks is this right that lazy ass can you know pick up his pieces actually dedicate himself get a bunch of dvds really train up and he can end up having a kick-ass portfolio but then you'll just you'll just remember that lazy guy and you can't really put a good a good word for him because you're like i just remember you just failing every class man i can't put my neck out for you so that's a bridge already burnt and what it's not it's not as if you, yeah go ahead just because someone knows your name and had a class with you <laughs> doesn't mean that you owe them a favor you know and a lot of people treat it that way and <laughs> they'll hold it against you they'll be like oh man you're going to do me like this mm-hmm. like do you like what what have what have i what have i done to mm-hmm. warrant you know that don't don't give me any of that sass exactly, and i'm like yep exactly. yep <laughs> <laughs> Offer you Cheetos, man. <laughs> Feel that burn. The Cheetos is good. <laughs> no, that's no. I, I see that. Like, I can't recommend a few people. You know, I just can't. Just seeing them in school and uh, they're, them popping up in our queue list of you know people we're gonna interview. I'm in a position now where I get to see all of that and actually ask some interview questions for part of this panel. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, you know we. You know, the boss man asked us, like, hey, should we bring him in? And, you know, I haven't seen anybody who I wouldn't want to work with yet, but I have seen it in the queue. You know what I mean? People. <laughs> and that's how it works. <laughs> Not that guy. Yeah, how many, <laughs> how many of those in the queues did you just slide out into the trash can before? <laughs> Undisclosed amount. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't say, but I've seen a few in the queue list that. <laughs> I didn't get to interview or anything like that and get to see yeah. Yeah, yeah. or be a part of their process. 
I've seen it in there, and I'm just glad that they're not in there. You know, they're not working with me, yeah. and and it sucks. <laughs> you gotta work hard all the time, man. Yeah, that's for some. Problems. That's advice that everyone listening, especially student level or like recent graduate and like entry level is like people that you've been forming these classroom relationships with are people who are technically evaluating your skill set, evaluating your work ethic, evaluating what it's like to just be a part of a team project with you in class. Like, did you give up? Did you not turn in the homework? So did you only show up on the last night at like 10 p.m.? Like, okay, I need to answer some questions to make it look like I helped. Right. Like people don't forget that shit, you know? No, I didn't. I know all the people who like sandbagged and every single one of them that turned in a resume. I like, Oh yeah, no problem. Didn't hear from me. <laughs> I didn't say it, but it's true. Yeah. Or, or the, the classic, Oh, my, my grandma's in the hospital. Mm. Just can't come in like every week. There's this guy who just makes that excuse. It's like oh. somebody's in the hospital. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know if I told this story before, Larry. I won't name names because it's kind of like crazy. Sure, yeah. But like excuses, right? This is a very common thing that you hear when you're a student. And it's very, very common thing when you become a teacher. You're like it's suddenly your hard drive <laughs> is blown up and suddenly someone, you left your car keys uh, in the house or something, right? It's like this was just what, yesterday, actually. <laughs> There's a new one every week. The craziest one is actually the first class I taught. The first class oh, I taught, the girl came back um, and uh, she missed a couple of weeks, right? And then she missed midterms. And midterms was like a big percentage of your grade. And so, you know, she, she got an F. I'm like, there's no way you can recover. You didn't even show up. You didn't say anything. She came back a week later. And she pulled me aside and she was like, obviously disgruntled. I'm like, all right, here we go. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I had every uh, intention to be in class, but uh, my boyfriend kidnapped me. We went down to, uh, it was NorCal, right? We went to SoCal and he had me hostage. Uh, he had a knife to my neck. We got pulled over by cops because I was driving erratically. Uh, he had marijuana under the seat. So I ran out and, and, uh, and, and, you know, when the cop came, so he arrested me thinking that I was in possession of drugs and I was trying to run away. And so I spent the last week in jail. That's, and that's why I couldn't do the midterm. I was like, what the, <laughs> what the hell? This is the craziest story, right? This is, like who cares about the midterm if this is true? So in my mind, I was like, this is the most bullshit I ever heard. And this is this is insane, right? So I, I stopped going to school. This was like six years after going to school. I was like, oh my God, this is has has stories gotten crazier? I mean, it used to be hard drives and now you're talking about cops and drug busts and kidnapping and threatening lives. So I was standing there, I was like, all right, uh, you know. The grade just reflects on what you did on the midterm. You weren't here, and it's still an F. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm glad you're here, alive. But <laughs> I only grade on what you you turned in. You didn't turn. He's like, it so in. everything's okay. You're alive. Yes. Okay. Good. Cops know everything. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So about this F that I'm yeah. giving. Yeah. Like no. Looks like your 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 scratches are all healed up. And then, yes. So like. 
weeks would go by, and what I told her is this: like, hey, if it's not over, if you want to make up the work, you, you will get some resemblance of a grade, right? I'm not gonna give you an F for not doing something. So do something. Comes back a week later, didn't do anything. Uh, two weeks later, you know, she comes and she's just, just like the epitome slacker, right? So every class she would do something, come in late. Seventh week, I guess her, another boyfriend, around, she just had a boyfriend, I assume, sitting in class, being disruptive. I was like, all right, this is it. I can't deal with this. Uh, and then, you know, the quarter ends. She got an F. Uh, <laughs> and then it was a week break. And then we came back to school a week after for the new quarter. I get an email in my inbox, and it's from the the dean of the school. And it was just to all the teachers, basically. And it says, uh, sorry to inform you. It's a very sensitive issue, but this student, my student, that student that was giving me that fantastic story has just passed away. Oh, shit. I was like, what the hell happened? What are you talking about just passed away? It, it was like an overdose or something crazy, right? And so inside my head, this happened. My first quarter as a teacher, right? And I'm like, and she just died, right? I had a, like, what's crazy is that the weeks leading up to the final, she was asking things like, is there anything I can do? To make my grade better, it really means a lot to me. And she was basically crying to me, right? And so the guilt really set in after. I don't, of course, it was way beyond my, I just teach part-time. Yeah. But my sympathy, (laughs) you know, it was crazy. It was a real moment, right? And then, you know, my, there was something like kind of poking at me about her story. So I went back to those dates. She said she was driving down the five, right, to get them out SoCal. So I searched on the internet. I wrote her name in uh, because you get uh, police records online. And I, I, I searched her name and something popped up and I, I clicked on it and it was an arrest record for that week that she said oh. she was gone. Holy crap. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> So it's not all bullshit, all right? If it's too crazy, it might be true, is what I'm trying to say. But that bummed, I mean, like, not as much as our family and friends, but, like, that, it changed me as a teacher, for sure. Like, that that was my first experience as a teacher. It was a heavy first quarter, and that's how I started my teaching career. But that was that was the most insane thing that has ever happened to me. Um, wow. Well, it didn't even happen to me. I was just there watching the thing. <laughs> Holy crap, man. And I had to share that story because that just brought up a lot of memories. Like, I, I forgot about that. But, like, that. So, if it's not hard drive dying on you, like a hard drive just, like, crash, and it's some fantastical story, maybe you should, as a teacher or someone listening, like, kind of take it serious. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's really nothing I could have done at that point. I think. If it's too bad to be false, you yeah. right? Like it's if it's fifteen. To, I don't know. It's That's totally hard to believe, though. But it's it's insanely out. like I couldn't even make up a story like that. It's just the way she ended it, right? It's like I think a logical person would be like, "Dude, I had so much things on my mind. I, I don't care." 
but like for her to close with and that's why i don't have the midterm it's like all right come on there you go it's like all right get back to class (laughs) what are you talking about who takes a week hostage and come back the next week and be like Sorry, Miss oh Class. Sorry, Miss Class. It's like so insane. Yeah. That, that's man, great. I don't know. That's, that's a story. He's in a tough spot. It sounds like, and I'll just say, like, I don't know the girl. I only heard the stories from faculty and Brandon. But there are people who are in tough spots, and yeah. it just doesn't make sense to a logical, rational person, you know. And who knows what some of these people get into so early in life or around people with really heavy influences. And those people end up being very bad people, you know, like that shit is out there. So definitely try your best to keep an open mind and an open heart. But, you know, I will say this, Brandon, you still had to stick by like, yeah, but like, what am I supposed to do? You know, as far as you didn't show up with the work. So I do have to give you this F, but he did say like, but here's how you can earn back points or here's like, I'm going to do everything in my power to make this work, but still be fair, you know? And I feel like that's as far as you can go. And I think even in life, that's a good lesson. Uh, It's unfortunate. She didn't get to continue. I'll say. Yeah. Well, I mean, as students, right. To tie it all back. Like you, you can do all this stuff. It's a trial period. As a student, you, you're allowed to make mistakes. It's it's near the end where you got to shape up, right? You, like even me, like I had a period yeah. where where things were slow, right? It was just like this is my fifth art class, and I haven't taken 3D yet. Like it was that first quarter, right? Of just taking all these classes that had nothing to do with what I wanted to do. <clears throat> So, but, but in that period, you know, I realized, you know, just get through this and stick to it. And a lot of people will, 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 at least a lot of your colleagues will realize that like, you know, there's, there's time to change as a student where you don't have to be labeled as a failing student. There's times during your journey where you can shape up by the end and be like, earn more, even more respect to, to, to a degree of, he slacked, but in the end, he shaped up and look at how much good work he's producing. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's never too late for anyone to look at what they've done in their student career and turn all that around and show everyone else that you're serious. Yeah. It's too late to do it when you all graduated because you know you're not around each other anymore. So, like yeah, I said, be before, yeah. So you can change all you want after and. But you got to kind of live through the repercussions of what you've done during your student career. It's like people see you as this lazy person who, who eked by. So, yeah, like I would probably do the same as you, Linda, like on the execution list. Uh, I <laughs> X those out. But in your face, I'll be like, I, I fought for you, bro. It just wasn't my decision, man. You got, you got to keep that bridge up. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is that hard, hardworking guy. He'll, he'll end up somewhere, right? Eventually, you'll end up somewhere. But yeah, yeah I think keeping it connected. Yeah. Or there's those. Uh, I I knew a few students who are actually really good, but they just kind of kept to themselves, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of that. Yeah, I see that in, in Sunnyvale. There's this uh, other kid. He was like, he he drew with a with a mouse, man. But when he drew, 
with the Wacom tablet, it was actually not that bad, you know. But he kept it himself the whole time. Like I've never even heard him talk. Like I, I don't even know if he has a voice or anything. Yeah, but yeah, stay connected. Be nice to people. <laughs> yeah. So, Mr. Professional, no longer a student, what is the number one thing that you miss from your college years that you don't have anymore? I miss my college years. Let me see. Uh, not having class. I'm just kidding. Oh, let me see. What do I miss? Oh, I guess I would say, like, you know, just seeing other students mm. come and go, meeting people. I think that's something. Uh, the frequency of it, at least, is like, you know, yeah, you just see a bunch of other people in different departments and stuff from uh, culinary. I think I'm just, I just kind of miss that com- community, like new type of feeling when you meet somebody, you know. I miss that. And uh, I guess I kind of miss, I miss going into the, to the work, work rooms where it's like barely lit and there's two or three people actually working in the mm-hmm. corner. That's fun. I like that. That's kind of what I miss the most. Yeah. You miss that guy hogging up all the computers, rendering their final. <laughs> <laughs> Not that guy, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the one thing that you don't miss then? That you're glad that as a professional, you're like, Whoop, yep, glad these days are behind me. Something that students who are currently listening can look forward to. Oh, man. I think it's obvious. It's, it's homework. You don't want to do homework. <laughs> Everybody hated homework, right? I mean, I'm just, it just feels so good going home and not having to worry about having to work on anything and then turning it in later down the week. Now you just do it in real life. You come into work, finish your job, and then go home, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. but yeah, homework definitely. And um, if you made any negative packs with people, you know, <clears throat> don't miss that. Yeah. yeah, it's more like a balanced life now, right? Yeah, I love it. Love having a job, you know, steady job and stuff. Well, I'm happy for you, man. Obviously, you're doing well. You yeah. worked hard. Yep. I mean, this is the one of the things that, even though it's like a small percentage rate of college graduates getting jobs, it's just, you know, the ones yeah. that are working are are the really good ones. I mean, that's just basically how it is. So you yeah. deserve it. I think it's the... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad that yeah. you don't have bags under your eyes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I still kind of do. <laughs> I, still, I still work on my own things, yeah. you know. Uh, I do, uh, do what I can for my portfolio. So, so one of the things I always talked about and maybe you can talk kind of maybe end it with this is like, you know, personal work, working after work, like that window that um, gets smaller, right? You know, life gets enticing after school when you're a professional you kind of just want to yeah. soak things up. How How's that been? What was that struggle like? I mean, there's a lot of balance. It's a balancing act, you know, um, have a relationship, you know, I got to maintain, you got the job, then you got your friends, if you value them, you want to keep them around, you know, and then you got that little bit of time to do your personal work uh, for your portfolio or whatever. And it feels pretty good. 
it feels like everything is in where it's supposed to be. And now the next step is just to look for that next step, essentially. It's like, what do you want to do in the future? Where do you want to expand and stuff? And it doesn't seem so exaggerated anymore with everybody filling your head with like, oh, hey, you got to do this and that to be successful. You know, you're already here. You're already working. And everything just feels a lot more steady. You know, it's a relief. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. And hopefully I get more time to do more portfolio stuff because, man, you know, yeah. My last question for you before we go into the final segment of the podcast is this. What are the career goals that you have set in front of yourself that you want to achieve? Okay. As of today, yeah, as of today, um, I'm still trying to get into air. I do kind of have a, tr- a dream company. Actually diminished that a while ago. I mentioned it was it used to be Sonic team, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of just fell through. But uh, when I walked into the Tryon, uh, Tryon World's office, I actually really liked their office. You know, it was very homey. And I actually really, I'm actually familiar with their games. And I played a few of them. Not, not that long, but, you know, I actually really like it. So for me, my next goal is to keep working on my portfolio. Be the best I can. Actually, I still practice rigging. I still animate texture and all of that stuff. So um, I'm going to reapply. Apply to them. See where that takes me. Uh, and on the side, I'm also working on uh, personal games. Like a few few little games I've been working on. Prototyping on my own on Unreal. And uh, yeah, just kind of working on that, grinding away. You know what I mean? So personally... With this, I would love to release a game this year with my with my group of friends from uh, Perfect World, two of them, and uh, well, three of my buddies from from college as well. And uh, yeah, so release a game this year, an indie game maybe for uh, mobile and Steam. If I can get it there with them, and uh, start up a new game. You now maybe if we get successful, that will be the next Ambi Birds. All right. Never know. Hey, yeah. I'll be happy to tell people I interviewed you on the podcast if that's the case. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, wait. Who's <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon's going to write his name on your game and publish it under his, on a publishing company. <laughs> yeah. It's me with a Sharpie. Well, Mr. Kempis, it's- it is that time. You've sat with us for about an hour and you gave all of the student listeners out there and recent graduates wonderful gems and information and things to look forward to. So as our special way of saying thank you, we're going to let you talk directly to the audience and then just promote, advertise, or say thanks to things that are important to you right now. This is yours. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you for having me in your uh, podcast, uh, Brandon and Larry. Yes, it's been wonderful. Uh, what I can say for everybody else who's listening, you know, always be nice. You know, you always got to be kind. Do your best. You know, work hard, obviously. Because from what we just talked about today, it's evident that it's important when it comes to the professional field. And uh, I would just like to say thank you in general. Uh, if you guys can, you know, uh, look up Mighty Emperor Games. That's what we, that's our name. That's our uh, logo. Should be on Instagram. Just follow us there or on Facebook and uh, see what we're up to. Stay up to date and just stay connected. 
Brennan, Lindell. My name is Larry Charles. I'm going to say goodnight. This yeah. is Brandon Fam. Thank you for joining us this week. So see ya. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good night. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.